You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, Why Not Mint Money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money. We help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes. Why Not Mint Money is your one-stop solution to money matters. So, let's get started. Welcome to your money journey. Hi, I'm Navneet Dubey from Mint Money team and in this Why Not Mint Money podcast, we are going back to the very basics of life insurance. So, if you're planning to buy life insurance soon and want to understand what life insurance products are, then this podcast is for you. We'll try to simplify the understandings of life insurance products for our listeners and to do so, we have a very special guest Vivek Kaul with us today. Vivek is the author of Easy Money Trilogy and his latest book Bad Money. Thank you for joining us Vivek. Uh thanks for having me Navneet. So Vivek, uh coming straight to the first question, how would you explain life insurance to a person who has never bought a policy before? Right. So uh you know the, the most basic questions are sometimes the most difficult to answer Navneet, uh but I will give it a shot. See uh Navneet, you know when you say uh life insurance uh, at least to me it, it it means term life insurance and term life insurance essentially uh, gives uh, an option to individuals who happen to buy it now uh, what it involves is uh, you know you buy a, a term life insurance policy from from a company and uh, from an insurance company and you pay a premium a regular premium every month every quarter or every year depending on uh, uh you know the agreement that you have uh, uh gone into and uh, god forbid if something were to happen to you uh, your uh, nominee which typically tends to be a family member uh, will get a bulk payout so let's say if you if you've bought a term insurance policy worth 50 lakh rupees and uh, you have been paying a premium regularly and If something happens you know god forbid if you if you die uh, then your nominee uh, will uh, get a payment of 50 lakh rupees so uh, so it is essentially you know uh, it 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 is an option that family has and uh, in you know it helps the family to continue sort of living uh, the life that they were uh, before uh, you know before the death happened uh if not at the same level then at least at uh, at at a reasonably uh, same level so this is uh, at at its very basic level what uh, life insurance uh, is though uh, you know i must say uh, there are times when uh, with with the number of uh, different uh, products sold under the category of life insurance it does become difficult to figure out what is what okay okay so you just said uh, term life insurance so basically uh, our listener also want to understand what's the difference between a life insurance and a term insurance because it takes a lot of confusion so see basically what what has happened over the years is that uh, life insurance companies along with selling uh, term insurance have also sold a lot of uh, investment products okay so uh, they sell uh, something known as endowment policies they sell money back policies 
they sell unit linked insurance plans so all this gets categorized under the heading of life insurance but these are basically investment plans i mean they work typically like a mutual fund would wherein you know you hand over your money in the form of a premium uh, to these companies a part of that premium would go towards your you know term life insurance uh, and the remaining would be invested depending on uh, you know what the mandate is so uh, if you have invested in let's say a ulip which uh, has a mandate of investing in stocks then that ulip would invest in stocks so most of these such uh, investment oriented in fact all of these investment oriented policies come with a dash of uh, what we would call term life insurance but a bulk of it is essentially uh, structured like a like a mutual fund would be where the insurance company collects money from 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 individuals and then invests it on their behalf so in in the strictest sense of the term if one were to go by the you know meaning of what insurance is uh, these products largely are not insurance products though they are categorized as insurance products they are largely investment products which is why i i tried to make a distinction between term life and uh, and and uh, and life insurance in general so the point here is that in case of a term life insurance policy if you let's say you buy a term life insurance policy for 25 years and you pay a premium regularly for those 25 years and at the end of it you are alive and kicking you are not going to get any money back so all that money the premium essentially is essentially as i said it is an option so so that premium basically uh, goes towards ensuring that that option is active at any point of time during the period of the term of the policy okay so uh, in this context like who should ideally buy these product and who should not buy life insurance what's your take that's a great question because you know a lot of people what happens is uh, the moment they start working they get pressurized by their parents relatives friends and you know family to start buying life insurance now that is not really the right way to go about it now uh, to give you an example of a person like me you know i am single uh, i have no loans i have no home loan i have no personal loan i have no credit card outstanding i have uh, my parents are not dependent on me uh, so you know i there it doesn't make much sense for an individual like me to buy um insurance because ultimately you know what am i hedging against god forbid if something were to happen to me if that money comes in to my nominee you know i mean obviously you know some money coming in is always welcome but at the end of the day it it wouldn't serve any 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 purpose but let's say a person who is uh, uh, you know who has uh, a home loan outstanding who has credit card dues outstanding who probably has a personal loan outstanding car loan outstanding or uh, has uh, kids uh, who uh, you know are still kids uh, who uh, are in school or have just started going to college or uh, has parents dependent on him or alternatively uh, you know only uh, you know the spouse is dependent on him or her uh, so you know once you anyone who has something uh, some loan outstanding or someone dependent on him or her Uh, is the right candidate to buy term life insurance i mean uh, you know i get amazed uh, when i see so many people uh, who have uh, you know people are buying bitcoin people uh, are uh, you know trading on in in, uh, in in the stock market and but they don't have term life insurance it's just it's it's mind boggling so okay okay Yeah, so let us take a like simple example uh, so that our viewers can and our listeners can understand this uh 
like suppose there's a uh, person of 35 years of age having two kids what type of policy uh, policy he should buy so see uh, you know the first thing one would have to see is uh, uh, what you know the, the state of uh, his or her finances right uh so whether uh, he has taken on a home loan uh, what kind of credit card use uh, are there whether there are whether there is personal loan outstanding uh, what is the dynamic uh, within the house uh, does he have uh, you know one kid two kids three kids uh, does the spouse work or the spouse uh, does not work if the spouse works uh, what kind of uh, salary is his or her, you know you know there are cases wherein uh the salary differential between spouses is huge right uh so even though one spouse is working but if the spouse who brings in uh, the major amount of money everyone dies then uh, the, the other spouse working doesn't help beyond a point because uh, the expenses uh because her in, uh, his or her income is not enough to uh, fulfill or or meet those expenses so essentially uh, you know you need to be uh, do a sort of a rough calculation of uh, what kind of uh, money uh, you are uh, you know spending every month or during the course of the year what kind of money you are likely to spend in the years to come so you know parents have ambitions for their kids and these days uh, uh, you know education is not cheap i mean you know when i went to college our fees was uh, 15 rupees a quarter so which is uh, 5 rupees a month and i mean obviously the education was subsidized uh, by the government and uh, but you know these days uh, even a simple graduation degree uh, you know if you're not going to a government run college uh, is pretty costly if you want to do an mba uh, even from uh, you know government run colleges uh, the mba you know the mba can be very very uh, costly so so basically you know you you see there is no perfect way to make this decision but you know all of us uh, at the end of the day if we sit down and think about our lives we can we can sort of get a rough idea of uh, you know where we are uh, where we are headed to and where we want to be right uh, i have uh, one interesting question sorry to interrupt so no, basically uh, this uh, suppose i i'm taking a hypothetical example and i'm taking myself so that no wish So you are not hypothetical <laughs> but i can be hypothetical so uh, basically uh, suppose my parents invested rupees 1 crore in my name for my security financial security and uh, i have a family to run and uh, when i you know i had i talked to a financial advisor he said you need a, a plan of 1 crore as per you need but i already have an investment of 1 crore which is which is nobly invested and which which will grow basically so in that case should i buy a term insurance okay, see that see uh, you really outrightly you really don't need term insurance but given the fact that the term insurance premiums are not very high and given that one doesn't know which way inflation will go in the days to come so it it is like a you know i mean it it makes sense to buy term insurance in this case uh, simply to sort of uh, you know ensure for the fact that uh, you really don't know how uh, the economic scenario will be 20 years from now no one really does okay so if you are lucky enough uh, to be in a situation where your parents have invested a significant amount of money in your name uh, i still think it makes sense uh, for you to buy uh, term life insurance because one it would be cheap 
uh, it would not be very you know at, at 35 the premium wouldn't really be very high and uh, two because uh, you know i mean just to be doubly sure of uh, what what might uh, you know turn out to be the case because one doesn't really know so okay okay uh, so also uh, people are also not familiar uh, with taxation when it comes to buying life insurance what is the simplest way of making people understand the so it's very it's, it's very simple i mean uh, if when you're paying the premium and as long as the premium i think is under 150000 up to 150000 the you get a tax deduction against your taxable income for that particular year any payout uh, is tax free so this is as simple you know is is the simplest way to understand uh, how the taxation structure of life insurance works and which is why you know what happens is that a lot of people end up buying insurance every year okay and uh, i know i know for a fact i know people who have 14 15 insurance policies now uh, with the you know with the advance of technology and things becoming digital and becoming online uh, it is easy to keep track you know you can have reminders on when a premium is due and so on and so forth but you know back in the day you know 15 years back 17 20 years back it wasn't very easy to keep track but because you know there was a tax deduction available people used to buy needlessly you know they would buy as i said investment oriented insurance life insurance policies every year and some of them really you know had lost even uh, lost track of how many insurance policies they had so okay so uh, my last question is like how does one go about thinking on what value of term insurance to buy broadly okay uh, so uh, i think uh, you know as uh, uh, as as i explained a little earlier you know you first need to figure out what your monthly expenses are okay and you know this is a very rough cut way mm-hmm. of doing it and uh, you know and there is no real you know there's no real structured way going around uh so the rough cut way of doing it is you know you are you figure out your monthly expenses let's say uh your expenses are at at the lower end let's say you know they are 50000 rupees a month right okay so you are uh so you need a uh, monthly basically your sorry your your yearly uh, expenses then would work out to 6 lakh rupees right uh at the current rate of interest if you want to generate 6 lakh rupees a year you need at least a crore uh see this is very very rough cut now uh, so you need at least a crore on top of that you may have loans you may have you know education uh, you may have your own education loan you may have home loan emis other emis and so on then there is the case of uh, you know you may have to set aside some money for your children's child's education if uh, you know if your spouse is not working this becomes even more important so you know once you follow this and uh, in in a slightly more structured way wherein you can make an excel sheet list down uh, your current liabilities list down what your future liabilities are likely to be and then come out come around uh, you know to figuring out as to uh, what is uh, the rough cut amount of insurance that you need because you know there can be no you can never really figure out what is the right amount simply because you don't know what the future interest rates are likely to be you don't know what the future inflation is likely to be so given that there can't be a fully rough cut uh, hun- uh, sorry fully 100% hun- way of uh, doing it but even a rough cut way uh, of doing it is much better than not doing anything so 
Okay, okay. Uh, so, anything uh, you would like to ask me? Yeah, uh, I think uh, before I sort of put a question to you, I would also like to sort of uh, you know uh, explain one more thing, which I think uh, we we sort of missed out on uh, is the fact that uh, that you know uh, uh, a lot of people uh, don't like buying term insurance. Okay. And there are people right. who know about it. it's not it's not general ignorance all the time. Uh, I think there is there is uh, there are some people who are financially pretty literate. They know what uh, uh, term life insurance is. Uh, they know its advantages, but they still don't buy it. And I think there are two reasons for it. And uh, one is obviously uh, the fact that uh, they feel that the you know you don't get anything out of it if you survive the policy or if you survive the term of the policy so let's say if you buy a 30 year life insurance and you keep paying premiums every year and you are alive at the end of it you feel that 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 premium that you have paid over a period of 30 years is wasted uh, so that's one reason the second reason is is the fact that nobody really thinks that uh, you know he or she is going to die prematurely okay all of us have this thing in our heads that we are going to live. We are very optimistic. We are very optimistic, right? At least when it comes to our life. So, so this is why a lot of people uh, either don't end up buying term insurance or uh, they end up, uh, you know, they don't buy the right amount of term insurance. So, so I have, you know, I have friends who, uh, you know, who are MBAs who are in uh, exceptionally high-paying jobs. And who have uh, exceptionally, uh, you know, uh, high expenses as well. I mean, and they have, they are very, very ambitious when it comes to their kids. They want them to sort of study abroad, get the best uh, education, uh, best experiences in life, holiday, you know, they want to holiday abroad every year. But in many cases, only one spouse is earning. And, you know, the amount of life insurance coverage they have is just terrible. So this obviously comes from the optimism that, you know, you are going to outlive the period of the, uh, the term of the life insurance policy. So this is, this is very wrong. The second point I wanted to, uh, another point I wanted to make is, is the fact that uh, a lot of insurance agents uh, do not like selling life insurance policies or term life insurance policies. And the reason for that is very simple, you know, because the premium on term insurance policies is lower uh, than other life insurance policies. The commission that these agents make in absolute terms is also lower. And for probably the same amount of work that needs to be done to uh, sell, uh, you know, any of these policies, either a term life insurance policy or a normal life insurance policy. So there is a general reluctance at the end of uh, all the agents also to uh, sell a life insurance, a term life insurance policy. So this is something that, uh, you know, people who are uh, thinking of buying term life insurance for the first time, uh, these are the factors that uh, they need to keep in mind because, you know, it might turn out to be the case that you are ready to buy a term life insurance policy, but the agent might end up selling you something else. So, uh, so just, it just makes generally to, uh, you know, you need to be uh, aware of this. Also, uh, another thing that I wanted to, final point I wanted to make is the fact that, uh, you know, uh, at least in, this is true more about the smaller and the mid-level cities, wherein every uh, locality has an insurance uncle, okay, who uh, basically an agent who has sold uh, life insurance policies 
to your grandfather to your father to your uncles to your aunts to to everyone around you basically to all your friends and and the moment uh, he or she uh, sees that uh you are now uh, in a position where you are making money so he then he or she then tries to sell you life insurance uh which and not term life insurance again so this is something that people need to be uh, aware of uh so you know uh, you know one in thing the life insurance category basically you are trying to say about eulips and endowment plans only back eulips and normally endowment plans are by far the worst way of uh, investing is you know you have no idea as to what kind of you know returns you will end up with and uh, and the returns in some cases can be very very low i mean they can be as low as 4 to 5% over a 20 year period it's just that what what happens is because the way these policies are structured and the way the payments happen uh, you you don't know uh, you know the, the the process of calculating the return or what we call the internal rate of return in these cases the irr is very very is 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 complicated uh, and you know uh, a, a normal guy really cannot sort of go about doing it so what happens typically is that you know they tend to talk about bonuses so you get are this year you've got a bonus of 50000 but the point is that that bonus is not payable as of now it is only payable at the end of uh, the term of the policy so if you get a bonus of let's say 50000 in the second year of the policy and the policy is for 20 years so for the next 18 years that bonus is continuing you know will continue to be at 50000 that yeah. is not going to grow right and there is a certain time value of money if money does not grow it is essentially useless so so that is a factor that people need to uh keep in mind i mean it is basic math at the end of the day but uh, as you and i both know you know mathematics is really not a strong point uh, among the general janta and the reason for that is right. stays is is the fact that it doesn't get taught in the best possible way in our schools so okay uh, right. anything would you like to ask yes uh so i you know i wanted uh, you know this is something this is a question that i have been struggling with amit uh, and uh, it's a question that people ask me regularly and i don't have a clear answer for it see what is happening is that uh, you know earlier if you had to buy insurance of any form you had to approach an agent right so any uh, you know a company uh, companies sell insurance policies through agents so if you sort of approach your local agent you bought the insurance policy now what is happening is that insurance policies are sold uh, on aggregator websites uh, they are sold on company websites uh, they are sold by agents as they used to uh, they are also sold by wealth management divisions of banks so as an individual right if i want to buy a term insurance policy who should i buy it or alternatively if there is no right answer here then what are the advantages and disadvantages of uh, using these different forms uh so as you said and also we have seen that buying through agent is i mean one of the most traditional way of purchasing insurance and uh, uh, and our, basically our parents and grandparents have also done that as you said right and the best part is we all, we have heard a lot of time that um, our parents usually call an insurance agent as a lic agent irrespective yeah. of an agent like so yeah i have policy. in fact i have even heard people say maine hdfc ka lic kharida so yeah so so in my opinion broadly uh, when we decide to buy a plan like for ourselves we we normally get several choices as like 
where to buy, how 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 we can buy. We get the choice of doing comparison when we buy online. Although, uh, and they are like online. Also, there are various checks present, so you can easily learn how to you know calculate your premium and you know compare the compare with other products present out there. Right. So, but while if we buy a policy from an agent who are like a family friends or online aggregator, they generally offer um, at times aggregator in. Aggregator also offers basically uh, discounts. You you must have seen, but uh, these offers are not uh, given by the agents. So, but again, I would I would like to uh, say like when you get discounts, you can get trapped because all these options comes with different pros and cons. Okay. So, uh, broadly, uh, one of the important point is that there is a comfort zone when you buy a policy from an agent, right? So, uh, so like uh, I would say here, uh, slowly and gradually uh, they become your friend. You, it's easy for you to ask questions, mm. you know, from them what you would like to ask, and you would get a true knowledge from them. But on the other hand, they also make commissions as a premium you pay. So it might nudge you towards high premium or high commission products, which you might not when you buy uh, online. So uh, the conclusion part is there is always a pros and cons. Uh, the only thing is it's better to understand the product first, study the product, what it is, is it suitable for you? Whenever an agent is uh, you know uh, pitching a product because uh, they normally sell a product in a way they can misguide you. So whenever somebody is selling a product, you must go and thoroughly read the policy document. Which I always say to all the uh, listeners who are going who are, who want to buy and who are uh, like who want to purchase the policy in near future, they should read the policy document, understand the terms and condition, whether they will be benefited from the fact whatever they want from the policy. So somebody wants uh, return, somebody don't want return, somebody even want uh, like we say drop policy term insurance with waiver of premium, somebody. Um, so in that case, whatever uh, is your criteria, first set your criteria, set your goals that I want this, this thing from this policy. This is my uh, personal uh, wish that like my family should be secured. But at the end, I want it. Uh, I, I want it and I want my money back simply. So in that case, all kind of policies are present. So I would not say that policies are wrong. They are missold, like, uh, but policies, when they are constructed, they are not wrong. But the policy you are buying may, may be wrong because uh, your concept was not clear at that time. So it's okay. better to uh, clear your concept and then buy a policy. So, you know, let me let me rephrase this uh, uh, a little. Uh, uh, see, you know, when, when someone wants to start buying mutual funds, okay. the simplest way of going about is, you know, if you don't want to use your head at all and you don't have the time and you're not interested or whatever, uh, the simplest way is to buy an index mutual fund. Where you know that, uh, you know, I am not making the best possible decision at this point of time. There might be funds which have outdone, uh, you know, uh, the index mutual fund over, a, you know, over a very long periods. Uh, but it is, it is an, op- you know, it, it's not the, uh, it's not the best possible decision. But it is, you know, it, it works for me because there are other things that are more important for me. So let's okay. say I want to buy a term life insurance policy. So, who should I buy it from? 
so basically uh, again i would say like it does not depend uh, like whether you should buy online or from agent you should understand your uh, liabilities how much liability as you said earlier mm-hmm. so calculate them understand and understand your need and w- what kind of uh, person you are like you are a conservative you are a moderate in this case also because if you somebody wants don't want to in, as you said like somebody don't want to invest in term insurance because they won't get anything from that policy so in that case you buy a drop policy but for me as a layman i would say to people like you should first calculate your need whatever the need is and accordingly buy a term insurance and for investment there are other products in the market right i think that uh, sort of clears any doubt that one had on the issue so yeah i guess we we are uh, i think uh, you know uh, the basic part that we wanted to address is is done so yeah yeah and uh, i would say like uh, i would also say like thank you listeners for listening to why not mint money and thank you vivek for giving us your time thanks uh, thanks thanks namit uh, for having me and uh, you know it was great talking to you today Thanks for listening in. We're also available on livemin.com and if you're old school then do pick up a copy of Min for some insightful coverage. If you have any questions you want us to address, do reach us out at HT Smartcast. We are present on Twitter, Facebook and Insta. And if you want to connect over email, write in to us at mintmoney@livemin.com. Until next time, it's bye-bye. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.